Hello and welcome to Emma's ESL English. Okay, this is the last one on this topic of keeping secrets, telling secrets, lying and being untrustworthy. Today we are looking at being untrustworthy and actually there's quite a lot. <laughs> Some of these I think we could say are related to the previous one. There's something about them that's secretive. There's something about them that's lying. But the gist, the general overall idea of them is that they're telling you that somebody is untrustworthy. So let's start at the very beginning. To pull a fast one. Remember yesterday we were talking about to pull the wool over your eyes or to take some for someone for a ride. This is very similar to that. If you pull a fast one, it means that you are um, tricking someone out of something. You think of that, what is it, that game where you have the three pots and there's a P under it or something. The whole thing is you're moving very fast, right? So I think it's related to that idea. If you pull a fast one, then you're tricking someone out of something. Maybe it's to do with card games originally. Nobody can see it happening. I'm not entirely sure where it comes from. But again, tricking someone. And similar to that is to rip someone off. I don't know. I feel like this is a very British. This feels very British to me. To rip someone off. Meaning, if you go to the market to buy something, they will tell you a much, much higher price than is correct. Then they ripped you off. And similar, yesterday we were talking about the cab ride in New York. We definitely could say that cab driver was ripping you off because he took you a really long way round and you paid a lot more money than you needed to pay. So he definitely ripped you off. Okay, to be in cahoots. Mm, cahoots. This really all has to go together. Someone is in cahoots with someone else. So if someone is in cahoots, then it means they are working together on something. This can be good and it can be bad. So we can put this in the same bracket as the keeping of the secrets. If we go back to that idea of a um, surprise party, then all of your friends are in cahoots in keeping the secret of your surprise party. They're all working on it together. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Unless you hate surprises and then it's a bad thing. But most of the time, a surprise party is a good thing. So in that case, then being in cahoots is kind of a nice way of saying they were all working together. But you can also have someone working in cahoots to rip you off, right? Someone who's working with somebody else, like there's a guy who's standing at the airport directing you to the taxi that he knows is going to rip you off. So he is in cahoots with the taxi driver. I kind of like that example. Yeah, it's going to be well used today, I think. Okay, avoid something like the plague. Avoid something like the plague. So this is the idea that we know something is really bad and somebody is advising you, don't go there, don't go near there, don't touch it, don't whatever okay so the plague would you have heard this word i i guess i think we use the plague a lot in various different idioms 
the plague is referring originally to the Black Plague, right? The Black Death that settled across Europe, especially, but really the entire world during the Dark Ages. So it's bad. <laughs> the plague is bad. We can say we've had a modern plague with COVID, right? COVID was basically like the plague, not as devastating. It seems like a lot of people died. It was very, very horrible, but not quite as devastating as the Black Plague. But nonetheless, it was a global pandemic. So a plague can be described as a global pandemic of some kind. So if you avoid something like the plague, obviously we definitely don't want to catch whatever they have. So we're going to go really far around them. We're going to avoid them like the plague. So we can use this for something that uh, maybe your mother has decided that those people are really bad. And so she says, okay, you can go out to play as long as you avoid them like the plague. Okay. Um, or maybe you are doing some stuff with finance and one of your finance mates says to you, oh, dude, like all this stuff is really great, but that company, avoid them like the plague. It's a big hint. Don't go there. Not trustworthy. Not good. Right. Smoke and mirrors. Hmm. Something can be described as smoke and mirrors. We can use smoke and mirrors. They can have smoke and mirrors. They can. It's all smoke and mirrors. And that means magic. If you think of the old fashioned magic tricks, we didn't really know how they were happening. But once you knew how they happened, it was really obvious how they happened. So they weren't magic, they were just tricks and illusion. And so that's the idea with this. When something is smoke and mirrors, it's tricks and illusion. So we can use that to describe, for example, the money. We were talking about investing in something. We can say that company is all smoke and mirrors. So when we really look at the company, we can't understand where is the money coming from? Where is the money going to? What are they selling? We can't understand any of it. And yet they look like they're a really wealthy company. We could say Trump. A lot of Trump's money is smoke and mirrors, especially now when we're hearing about how he has raised the value of his properties so that he could get tax breaks. There was no reality in what he was saying. And yet everybody thought he was super loaded. And so we can say it's all smoke and mirrors. It's, it's all lies, subterfuge, um, illusion subterfuge that's a good word i'll put it in the blog don't panic <laughs> okay we can also stretch or bend the truth this is similar to the lies right if someone is lying maybe they should have been in the lying one actually if someone is lying they're not if we go back to that idea of little white lies right when i didn't want to say to someone i don't like you i'm not going and so instead, I told them a little white lie. Oh, I'm really busy. I can't come. We can also say that I bent the truth. Maybe I was a little busy and I just made it seem like I was much more busy than I was. Or I stretched the truth. I wasn't exactly busy, but it wasn't free either. So when we take something that has an element of truth in it, but we emphasize that what is really quite a small element of truth. We really emphasize that 
and tell that as if it is the whole truth. Then we can say that we stretched the truth or we bent the truth. Which is not similar to Little White Lie. It's not considered as a terrible thing. In a lot of cases, it's considered culturally acceptable to bend or stretch the truth or tell a little white lie. Um, so sometimes when somebody's describing something as stretching or bending the truth, they don't actually mean it in a bad way. They're, they're trying to explain that it was acceptable for them to do something. I just bent the truth a little bit. They're trying to say it wasn't so terrible what I did. Okay, couple more. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites. You can't trust someone as far as you can throw them. Don't go with that Trump guy. Don't vote for him. You can't trust him as far as you could throw him. Obviously, nobody is picking up Trump and throwing him, however much we wish we could. But what it means is, right, if I tried to throw him, I couldn't throw him very far, right? I could probably not pick him up. So the amount of trust I have for him is as far as the distance I could throw him, which is zero. So we have no trust. We have zero trust in this person. So whenever you hear that idiom, don't trust them as far as you can throw them, what it means is we are not trusting them because we can't throw them. So we don't trust them at all. Uh, take it with a pinch of salt. So if we go back to that idea of someone who always lets the cat out of the bag, um, they're always telling the secrets that makes them not very trustworthy or if we go back to the idea of someone who's lying through their teeth they're always telling lies they're a compulsive liar they do it all the time they can't help but tell lies then we can say to someone yeah I mean she seems like a nice lady but don't trust anything she says just take everything with a pinch of salt and what that means is don't trust what she's saying you can listen to what she's saying that's fine but don't like base your life on it don't invest your money in it if you take something with a pinch of salt then it means that you you can listen but you don't really believe any of it you're not you're not planning on believing any of it and very very similarly the last one full of hot air. She's full of hot air. If she or he or they are full of hot air, then it means that they have nothing of truth or value to say. This one definitely works for Trump. Poor Trump. He's definitely the butt of my podcast today. <laughs> um, we can say Trump is full of hot air, meaning that there's nothing of any value, truth or substance that he has to say. Which I believe is probably true. Um, so if we describe a person as being full of hot air, then we're saying that they say a lot of stuff, but none of it is really of any value. And just like taking it with a pinch of salt, we can't really believe in what they're telling us. They are not trustworthy. It can also mean that they talk a lot. Like someone who's full of hot air, we can. it can also mean that they talk a lot, but they are not actually saying any, anything. So, you know, sometimes you come across people who sound great. They sound like they're saying amazing things, but when you actually listen to what they're saying, the words, 
there's nothing believable. There's nothing of substance in what they're saying. So we can say they're full of hot air. All right, let's leave it there for today. Have a great weekend. I will see you next week. You can email me at emmaslenglish at gmail.com. I'm still all ears if you have any particular things that you would like me to cover in the podcast or any other services you would like me to consider, please let me know. And you can always head over to the blog uh, on the website, which is www.emmaslenglish.com. All right. Have a great weekend. See you next time. Bye.